You're listening to the Living Well with Caitlin podcast hosted by me, Caitlin Soule. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a wife, a mom to three kids, and a very imperfectly evolving human being. On this podcast, I share insights, tips, and tools that I've gleaned from my work as a therapist as well as my work as a human being. My hope is to spread awareness about mental and emotional health and wellness in ways that you can implement in your life. So whether we're talking about topics like anxiety, relationships, parenthood, or just current events going on in the world, I hope that you can get something from this podcast and learn to live well with whatever struggle life throws your way. Cheers. Hi friends, it's good to be here with you today recording this podcast. It's actually evening time and I'm sitting in my kid's playroom staring at a ginormous mess and avoiding cleaning it up. And thought, you know, I've been wanting to record about um, one of Brene Brown's concepts called FFTs, which stands for swear word coming. So if kids are listening, mute for a second, but it stands for fucking first times, or let's just say freaking first times. So I don't have to keep saying the F bomb because that does make me a little bit uncomfortable. Freaking first times. I'll come back to that in a minute <laughs> um, because I've had a lot of FFTs or freaking first times over the past. I mean, geez, we've all had them in 2020, that's for sure. But I feel like I've had quite a few over the past couple weeks. And so I want to share about those with you and just kind of give you the opportunity to think about what FFTs you've had lately and recently and how they've impacted you or changed you or informed the way that you think moving forward. So I am not stealing Brene Brown's concept if you just kind of tuned out and tuned in and you're like, I feel like I've heard that before. Fully giving her credit. I am a huge Brene Brown fan. I think she has such an awesome way of like framing or or taking concepts from psychology and sociology and just like human development and politics and everything and just um, talking about them in a way that we can really understand and think about um, how to apply those concepts into our own life. So huge Brene Brown fan if you don't know already. Um, So I'll talk about my FFTs today, a few of them. Hopefully they'll bring you a few laughs um, and, you know, a time where there's just a lot of heaviness and also potentially make you think about, like I said, some of the the first that you've experienced definitely in this past year and um, in the past couple weeks maybe. Um, But yeah, so here I am sitting in my kid's playroom avoiding cleaning up the mess. Once I get into it, I know it'll be okay. Um, I like to put on an audiobook or a podcast while I clean. In fact, um, I asked them to help me clean earlier and it just turned into a big sibling fiasco. So (laughs) I said, maybe uh, bedtime is a better option and I'll just clean it up later. So that's where I'm at today. Um, Let me just kind of check in on a couple sort of like things that are going on in my practice and things that are going on with living well with Caitlin before I dive into my FFTs. So, um, in the practice, Petaluma CBT, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, maybe you don't live locally, Petaluma CBT 
or you don't know me, it's not like people who live here locally like automatically know about my practice or anything, but if you don't know what it is, it's my private practice um, where I get to work individually with clients who are struggling with issues related to anxiety, depression, trauma, just life transitions, just like the shit that goes on, <laughs> the difficult stuff, the struggle, um, so that I can help them. The way I look at it is sort of navigate, not sort of, actually navigate um the twists and turns that life is throwing their way and then get through or come out of therapy with sort of a better tool belt, right? A better way to access um, healthy coping mechanisms and tools for all the things that life throws our way as it undoubtedly will. So anxiety is definitely my jam. It's my specialty area. Um, But I also love working with people who are struggling with all of life's issues or um, just wanting to work on things like personal growth or relationships. So I'm here for it. I work with two wonderful therapists um, who have um, been with me for, well, one of them's been with me for over, gosh, it's almost been two years now, I believe. And the other one has just come on board. So Two awesome female therapists who, if you're looking for some help, everything can be done virtually, feel free to head to our website, um, and that's petalomacbt.org, and find out which therapist might be a good fit for you. Living Well with Caitlin is my website where I um, obviously have the podcast, I have my blog page, um, which is not just about therapy, it's also about life. So I really like to share some of my writing and creative stuff on that page um, on livingwellwithcaitlin.com. I also have an anxiety course, and that's what I really wanted to share today called a Learning to Live Well with Anxiety, or maybe it's Learning to Live Well with Worry. The title has changed a couple times. Nonetheless, you can find it on the website. And I have to tell you guys, if you are curious about the work of cognitive behavioral therapy or how it might be able to help you with your anxiety, but you're not quite ready to dive into the commitment of therapy or you're not, you know, really feeling like you need the commitment of therapy. Um, I really encourage you to, uh, check out that course. It's my, it's one of the favorite, my favorite things I've done. I'll just say that I spent a lot of time sort of creating, um, and putting together all the concepts that I teach my clients in my private practice and then um, recording it in audio so that way you can listen at your own pace on your own time while you're walking, while you're driving, <laughs> while you're doing the dishes, whatever it might be. Um, so the Living Well with um, Learning to Live Well with Anxiety course, I highly recommend it. And for this month through February, mid-February, let's say through Valentine's Day, I'm going to do a special discount. I figure with all the ish going on in the world, we could all use a little extra help. So the course is normally $79.99, I believe, or something dumb like that. Like, why do we do $79.99? I don't know. It's just apparently, you know, I copied what everyone else did. Everybody seems to put in $99 on the end. I could have just rounded up to $80. But anyway, I'm rambling. So here's what I'm going to tell you. For this course, um, for the next month, I'm dropping it down to just pay what you can. Okay, so I don't care if that's $2, $5, $15, $25, or $80. 
I want you to pay what you can. Um, and I want to be able to, because I want this course to be accessible to people who feel like they're curious, they want to find out more, or they want to start working on their anxiety and their own personal growth, but aren't sure where to start and definitely don't want to put a, um, don't want to invest a bunch financially into it, or maybe aren't in a space to. So that's my sort of offering to you guys this month. I'm going to be posting more about it on my private, I'm sorry, on my Instagram page, which is at livingwell underscore with Caitlin. And you'll find out all the details there, or you can go to my website. Okay, you guys. Um, so check that out. That's exciting. Other than that, I am working on writing my book. I'm going to take a deep breath for that one. Um, Sometimes when I get really excited about things, I talk really fast, which is what's happening right now. Um, And so I, yeah, I'm writing a book. And it, again, feels a little bit crazy even just saying that because it feels like every time I say it, I have this um, voice that comes up inside me that's like, who are you to write a book? What? You're writing a book? Who do you think you are? Sort of all those negative, crappy things that I tell myself pop up in my head. Um, And so that's part of, that's actually a great segue into my first FFT, my freaking first time (laughs) writing a book. Um, And I'm learning so much about myself and my process and how, um, how I need to prepare to dive into writing. And actually when I do the things, um, for instance, um, when, when I do the things that make me feel ready to write, I can write for hours on end and just be in the flow and lose complete track of time. Um, so the things that I'm learning about myself are I need to give myself these big chunks of time to write. I don't do so well in like these little like 20, 30 minute increments. I also have these little rituals I like to do. Maybe I'll, um, share more about it on Instagram stories, but I like to light like a certain candle and have like a certain snack and I don't, and listen to classical music, which is so crazy because I am not a classical music person. Like, I love music, but never once in my life have I like sat there and listened to classical music with, unless I was in an elevator or something. So I find that a little (laughs) funny. Um, but it's, it's more than that, right? It's, it doesn't matter if it's classical music or rap that you need to listen to, to write or do something. It doesn't have to be about writing. I think it's the recognition and the learning that there are rituals sometimes that, um, we need to do, or we can do to help us get into the flow in our life. So my first FFT is writing the damn book. And, um, it feels really good to get into the flow. And so I'm learning that I'm much more capable than I thought I was when it comes to um, dedicating the time to writing and also completing like chapter by chapter. Well, let's start with sentence by sentence, page by page, chapter by chapter. I was so afraid that I had this big idea and, you know, I really like to write, but I've never written anything this long. And I was so afraid and I still am afraid that it's like going to go unfinished, but I'm trying to pull back and recognize that if I just commit to the time, right, day by day, week by week, chapter by chapter, it will get done. So 
I'm sure there's, that's a big analogy for anything really in life. If that we're willing to kind of break things up in chunks and look at things as they are right now in the present, instead of focusing on the big, big future, right? Or what might lie ahead or what we might not be able to do, or what we're afraid we can't complete. We're so much better off. So that's what I'm thinking about when it comes to the book. I can't wait to share more with you about that. Don't have a tie, have a working title. So um, when that's all finalized, I'll share it with you. And basically, what the Burke, what the Burke, what the book is about is this idea of um, imperfect evolution and how we do that and how we evolve and change. And it's my take on it as a therapist, as a human, as a wife, as a mom as a daughter, as a sister, all those things. So you guys, it's exciting stuff. It's scary stuff. Um, and I'm learning so much about myself. That's for sure. Okay. The next FFT, getting the COVID vaccine. Okay. So yes, I was lucky enough and, um, that I was able to be in part, what is it? Phase one, a of the vaccination, um, group because I'm a mental health care worker and part of the healthcare sort of group. So I had no idea that I was actually like had qualified to get it, but I saw thankfully on a Facebook group that I'm a part of for moms in private practice, like that a couple of the therapists on there had posted pictures of themselves getting the vaccination. And I was like, Hey, wait a minute. How'd you guys get those? I thought you had to be a doctor or a nurse. And I came to find out, Nope. Mental health care professionals are included at least in California and phase one a. So I called it up. I called in, got my appointment, no idea what to expect. I show up. I'm like, again, all excited, ready to go. And <laughs> I get there and there's a bit of a line and everyone's pretty serious. I mean, rightfully so. We're getting the COVID vaccine that nobody's ever gotten before. Um, And also the people that are getting the vaccination are like doctors and nurses and I don't know, other medical health professionals who are kind of in the middle of their work day and, and probably exhausted and blah, blah, blah. So, um, not to disrespect them at all, but I just mean that's kind of setting the <laughs> setting the tone for sort of this quiet, um, sullen, almost just um, serious environment. And so I walk in and I get my shot. No big deal. I go sit down and the nurse is like, ma'am, you're dripping. <laughs> and I'm like, I am, I'm dripping? Like, what, where am I dripping from? And obviously after three kids, the first place I look is like down and I'm like, great. Am I freaking like peeing my pants or something? And I don't know, like what on earth is she saying? Nope. Sure enough, my water bottle, my hydro flask, which is huge, was in my purse and I didn't screw it all the way. And I have a woven purse. And so water is just slowly like leaking, dripping out of my purse all over the floor of this quiet conference tile floor room in Kaiser where all these doctors and nurses are getting their vaccinations. And then there's me. Um, And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And of course I start getting down on my hands and knees and like wiping it with towels. And they're like, no ma'am, sit up. Like we're like, like, you have to be observed after the shot. And 
everyone keeps being like, there's water over there. There's well, you know, how, like when people are like trying to be helpful and they're like, I know we've got it. Oh my gosh, you guys, the water never ends. It just keeps dripping and coming out and they like won't let me help. It was such an awkward experience. <laughs> I felt like such a, I don't know, just uh, all the old stuff start coming up. Like I, I write a lot about this in my book or I will, as you'll see, is that I, <laughs> I can be a bit of a hot mess. So I've had a lot of these experiences and by now I've gotten used to just sort of like letting them be what they are and moving on or trying to be more mindful. Cause a lot of this is about just like not being mindful enough. This is how this stuff happens to me. I'm trying to, you know, do too many things at once. So, um, but I, I can't help but notice you guys that this water is just coming and coming and coming and everybody's staring at me. I swear like, gosh, what is like lady, like stop the water turns out so yes my water did spill and it like leaked a little bit but there I was sitting next to <laughs> a ginormous like fridge freezer that a pipe must have broken behind it and water was coming out from under there and like leaking towards my feet okay so it wasn't all my fault um and it was just like such a what's the word it was such a coincidence that happened right by my feet after I'd spilled my water and anyways long story short it was a little bit embarrassing also a little bit like why would that why wouldn't that happen to me yes of course that is my life right there learning to just sort of like roll with being awkward and <laughs> a bit of a hot mess so that was my FFT number two and then the last one I want to share <clears throat> I was lucky enough again, like I feel like I, that's how I started the vaccination one. So I, maybe I'm on a bit of a good luck streak right now, but we, my husband and I got to get away for the weekend and we went up to Tahoe. Um, it was really empty because we went on like a Sunday through a Tuesday and we thought we would just mellow out. I would get some writing done in the room. He would ski um, but on Monday, I was able to join him in skiing. We used to ski together, not all the time, but at least once or twice a year. And it's truly one of our favorite things to do, do together. Um, we're just like, it's like when we ski together, there's no agenda. Like, he, you know, we don't have to wait for each other. We're pretty in sync. I mean, he's a faster skier than I am, but I don't feel like he has to wait super long for me. We just flow really well together in that part of our life. And generally in most all parts of our lives and in traveling together too. So when we get to ski together, it feels like just so uncomplicated and just like, oh yeah, this is it. This is our, this is our flow, right? Just being together in adventure and not having, you know, we love our kids more than anything, but not having to deal with tantrums or spills or whatever it is or you know fighting with each other or just just kid stuff right just them being kids um just getting to be together alone so all that to say is we were having a really you know great start to our ski day and I'm a pretty decent skier I'm not an expert skier by any means but I can get down pretty much anything and like I've said I've been doing it for quite a while and um <laughs> We get to the bottom of the like run, which if you ski, you know, like a lot of times at the bottom of the run, they have these like sort of long flat areas that you're just kind of trying to like 
get to the chairlift, right? And so you're trying to like keep your speed so you don't run out of speed and have to like push because that's really exhausting and tiring. And mind you, I haven't skied in like three years. So I'm trying to keep my speed. Um, it's completely flat, right? Like one would think there's no way you could fall. Well, I look over at Tony to tell him to pull his mask up because <clears throat> we're at the bottom now of the mountain and I'm like, we're getting to the chairlift, pull your mask up. You know, we, I didn't want to get like yelled at and obviously we're trying to be careful and I catch an edge and over I go in front of like so many people and straight onto my hip and shoulder. I, I felt like I couldn't, I didn't think I was going that fast. And mind you, again, we were flat and I fell so hard. You guys like uh, Tony stopped right away. He's like, Oh my God, are you okay? Like generally he's pretty calm, but like I could tell it looked bad by his voice. And I like couldn't move. My hip was like immediately just like in so much pain. And I was like, oh my God, I'm 37 years old. And I think I just broke my hip. Like what the hell is wrong with me? Oh my gosh, how did that happen? Um, just sort of in disbelief laying there stunned. And as it turns out, um, I was able to like scooch off to the side and just rest for a little bit. I have a ginormous bruise that goes from my hip, like down my thigh um, and I have to say I cried, which was so like, I don't cry very easily. Um, but I didn't like sob, but I definitely got tears in my eyes. It was that like shock stunned feeling. So, um, so the FFT part is me falling on a flat, like the easiest part of the run and then doing this whole lot uh, crying and then just bursting into laughter I like can't remember the last time that's happened but so Tony's sitting next to me trying to be like you're are you okay and I'm like crying a little bit and all of a sudden I just start bursting into laughter and he bursts into laughter and we just don't know why and oh my gosh it was such a like ridiculous <laughs> moment in my life one that we will probably never forget and the I told Tony I said well, I, you know, and I thought oh, that's what made us start laughing. I looked at him and I was like, if I didn't tell you to pull your mask up, if you had your mask on, then I wouldn't have fallen. And he was like, oh, I knew somehow this would be my fault. Anyway, that was my skiing FFT. Um, those things <laughs> that I just shared with you, I know are kind of silly and ridiculous. And most all of them actually, every single one of them involves me somehow in feeling embarrassed or embarrassing myself or hurting myself. Um, <laughs> but I think the, the, what do I want to say? The, the headline there, I think, is that when we do something for the first time, whether it's getting our COVID vaccination, whether it's skiing in the midst of COVID and trying to like do everything in a new way and be more careful, whether it's starting at a new job or a new school or whether it's whatever it is, when we do something for the first time, we are going to be awkward at it. We are not going to be great at it. We are going to look a bit silly potentially, right? We're just not going to nail it the first time usually. Um, and again, I know my examples were kind of silly, but um, I think they can be like this concept of allowing yourself to be imperfect, allowing yourself to be human, 
gosh, I have to allow myself to be human because if I didn't, I would just walk around in constant like shame and embarrassment. And I don't want to live my life that way. I am a hundred percent who I am. And I am a hundred percent, um, at peace with who I am. And it, that doesn't mean I don't have days or moments where I don't, yeah, feel embarrassed or awkward, but I, come back to this truth that we are all just having a human experience and the more we resist or push back against that or try to um, be somehow like robotic or perfect or meet everybody else's expectations the more unhappy we are the more we recognize that we just actually can't measure up to our unrealistic expectations or the ones that we've allowed other people to set for us so this is my invitation for you to do two things, to think about something new that you've done or tried or an FFT, as Brene Brown says, that you've had in the past little while. Think about what it felt like, what did it, what were you experiencing in your body as you were doing it? What emotions were you feeling? What did you notice about other people's response to you? What were some of the thoughts going on in your head or your brain? Um, in your mind, what did it feel like? And I want you to take yourself back into that moment. And I want you to think about how you responded to yourself in that moment. Were you kind to yourself? Were you critical to yourself? Were you somewhere in between? And I want you to think about what it would be like if you treated yourself in that moment or if you could kind of go back and sort of like reparent yourself, if you will. And in that moment, think about how you would treat a little child, maybe your child learning to walk for the first time. If your child fell down when it was learning to walk or he or she was learning to walk, you wouldn't scold it and tell him, you know, gosh, you're a terrible walker. I knew you wouldn't be good at this, right? No, you'd say, great try. You're working so hard. Let's keep going. You're going to get this or something along those lines. So I'm curious, you know, what would it be like if you extended that same kind of grace and self-love to yourself as you're navigating so many new things for the first time? We have never lived through a global pandemic before. We have never Many of us homeschooled before or taught, been our kids' teachers and their parent and a stay-at-home mom or an entrepreneur. Like we've never done all those things at once and it's really hard. So I'll leave you with this. I want you to treat yourself how you deserve to be treated. I want you to treat yourself like the human being that you are. I want you to allow space and room for yourself to have first experiences and be awkward and stumble and then get better as you keep going. Okay, so that's my little um, sort of coming back, right, from these ridiculous stories of my own about FFTs. Um, that's my attempt to sort of broaden and generalize it in a way that maybe you can apply to your own life and think about ways that you can start to be more kind with yourself and more realistic, especially as we move into this new year, when it comes to your expectations for yourself and your goals and your intentions for the new year. So that's all I got for today. 
Cheers. Thanks again for listening. And I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Be well. Thanks for listening to the podcast. In a world where I know you have 5 million other choices, I really appreciate your support. If you like what you heard here, please head over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave me a review. You can also email me at hello at livingwellwithcaitlin.com with any questions or ideas for future episodes. If you want to dive a little bit deeper and do some of this work yourself or find out what resources are out there, what I provide, head to livingwellwithcaitlin.com.